Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. As we wrap up our recent series focusing specifically on emerging leaders, I thought it would be fun to interview one and hear directly from someone who is living that specific time in their career. We'll explore how they got there, their journey a little bit, and hear what struggles they have and and how they overcome them. And then through that, what did they learn from all of that experience? So let's go ahead and jump in and start the call. Hey, Jonas, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I am good. I'm awesome. It is a rainy day here in Kansas City. I know you're down in Texas. How's it down there? It is warm. It is way too warm. I am actually sitting in my house sweating right now. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's a daily thing for me, too. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, I just crank up the heat in my office because it's it's freezing usually in the house. Uh, and then, uh, of course, I'm boiling just like five minutes later. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I always have the fans blasting and Marissa's, uh, she's saying, hey, turn it off. I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get this thing rolling here. So uh, for all of our listeners, I just want to do a little quick introduction for Jonas. So uh, our first guest, um, so we'd like to actually do a couple of these um, interviews with some emerging leaders. So if, it, if there's anyone out there that is an emerging leader that has a great story to share, feel free to reach out uh, through contact at gapology.org. And uh, we'll uh, uh, connect with you and, and chat a little bit and see if uh, it would work for the show. So, um, But our first guest here has over five years experience working in the IT field. And uh, he's done that with a couple companies actually here in Kansas City, but also in Texas as well. Um, and the interesting thing, I think, uh, about his background is he was also in the Marine Corps. And I know once a Marine, always a Marine, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> And he was an infantry mortarman for four years, and he's aspiring to pursue a higher education degree uh, with additional certifications as well. Um, He has team-based thinking, and leadership are a part of his daily focus in terms of implementation and strategy. And I took that right from his LinkedIn. I thought that was uh, pretty cool. So uh, we're excited tonight for Jonas Lee Brockoff to be joining us tonight on the show. So welcome, Jonas. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's been it's an honor to be here. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate your taking the time to do that. And <laughs> and as everyone may have noticed, Jonas and I share the same last name. Uh, he's actually my son, and I'm super, super proud of him. I'm super proud of his accomplishments in uh in his career, uh, but also in addition to that, and probably more importantly, how he's always been a wonderful, strong, funny, and genuine person. I'm super, super proud of him uh, and excited for him to be on our show. So, so yeah, welcome. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Dad. I, I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And Mark's unable to join us tonight, so it'll just be the two of us. So we'll just be hanging out, just like, just like old times. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh let, let's uh let's take a look at your background first. I you know, I gave everyone a little summary, but if you could provide just a brief history of your background and you know, that kind of thing, uh, just give us a, a run through. We'd we'd love to hear that. 
Yeah, yeah. So as you know, <laughs> since you you're my dad, <laughs> uh, I was born in Minnesota. We we moved down to Kansas when I was about eleven. And um, I've always been very interested in video games from a very young age and um, going through high school at Olathe Northwest and moving on to the Marine Corps when I was 19. I've always been interested in video games, computers. I didn't get my first computer until after high school, but um, when I did, I built it myself with with a friend of mine, actually. And it's it's been just a, a, a hobby in, in a sense. And while I was in the Marine Corps, people knew me as the nerd, the IT guy. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was helping out our first sergeants across the unit and they, they had me working on computers a lot. So after I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, my best friend, Alec, he, he introduced me to a company that needed a, a help desk technician. That's what their titles were out there. So I got started in 2018 in IT. And I've been moving on through there. Got a job down here in Texas. I started in Dallas as a service desk analyst. And uh, Marissa, my now fiance, she got me introduced to the co-owner of the company down here. And I'm still with them. And just recently in October, I got promoted to a account manager. And they moved me down here to down to Austin, Texas. Nice. Nice. And congratulations, of course, on the engagement and and uh, the big promotion. A couple big changes in your life. You know, and I, I'm certainly proud of you for that. Um, but that's something for you to be proud of as well. Um, so so let, let me just kind of back up a second. So what made you want to join the Marine Corps? So the prompting for the Marine Corps for me was I, um, I, I went to try to join the fire Academy and, uh, that, that didn't work out so well for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't get in with the entrance exams and, you know, it, it did deter me, but I, I looked at another source of inspiration and his name is Kurt. He's actually about to get pinned Colonel here soon in the Marine Corps. He's still in. And, uh, he, he's, he was an inspiration for me to join. And cause I, I felt, you know, what else am I going to do? I'm only working, at a at a clothing store at the mall i want to do something more and mm -hmm. so so the marine corps uh just kind of spoke to me yeah fantastic yeah yeah kurt is a an amazing amazing person um what a great inspiration and then uh and then when you got out what what prompted you to want to move to texas so i took some time some vacation time at my the job before this and i came down to texas to visit marissa and she, she told me about this opening and about a year before that I had already previously thought in my head about, you know, how would Texas be? I would love to move down there. And she gave me the opportunity and we had started dating a little, a little after I had gone down there and um, I got the offer from, from Chris, the co-owner. And that, that was the, it is just a sign in my head to move down there. I've got a beautiful woman that I've, wanted to date uh for a very long time and <laughs> uh, i i've got the opportunity so let's go with it mm -hmm. very cool very cool yeah she and she is a fantastic person um beautiful certainly super smart um very the other thing I, I really like about her is is how driven she is focused um and uh you know i always saw that that was a good inspiration for you as well 
Oh, definitely. She, she's been one of the biggest uh, motivation points for me down here. And she, like you said, she's just very smart. She knows what she wants and she goes for it when she wants it. And she's been a very, very high motivating point for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, what do you attribute to the new career successes that you've had? I know you just got uh, this big promotion and uh, you're doing really well in this new role. What do you attribute to the new career successes that you've had? So for the new career successes, I, I believe that being a team player, first and foremost, that that's my number one thing is being a team player mm-hmm. that, that, puts you in the spotlight above the the people that are there to just work and go home or just kind of sit under the spotlight or behind the spotlight, I should say. And another thing was just asking for more to do. When I knew I hit a certain level where the, the basic tickets like password resets and setting up a new hire, when those all became just kind of, I could do it in my sleep in a sense, I, I decided to ask for more. And another thing, which you guys have talked about before the emerging leader uh, podcast or section started the doing more than what's expected. If they are asking for 81%, go for 83% or 85%. I, I started implementing that. And that was a huge, huge game changer for me. It, it put me in the spotlight. I love the spotlight to begin with. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, it, it just, it, it put me at a different level than the people I was with. And one other thing was calling my boss. Chris, he, he's the chief technology officer, but he also loves to mentor and he, he wants to hear from us. And so I looked at him as a, as a, a trainer, a leader that I could go to. So on my drives home, I would call him. Uh, it wasn't every day. It wasn't every week, but every so often I would call him ask him, what more can I do? What can I do that's not up to par? What, uh, just how do I improve? That was one of the biggest things. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I remember. So Martinez has talked about that several times where, um, you know, in Gapology, we even write about setting the bar higher than your boss. So when your mm-hmm. boss sets a standard, when your boss sets a, a level of expectation, the way to really move ahead and be noticed um, in addition to just, you know, helping the company move forward is to set your bar even higher than the expectations that your boss sets for you. So I love that you did that. That's incredible. Reaching out, not being afraid to say, hey, you know, I, I'm underperforming here. How can I get better? I think that's very admirable. It's definitely something I think for the rest of our listeners, especially if you're an emerging leader, Think about that. Process that. Look at your own career and and look how you yourself can uh, improve and grow your own skills overall. So so that's great. That's great. So in addition, so so then, what's been the most challenging in moving from you were an individual contributor, you work in the the help desk, and then moving into more of a leadership role where you're responsible for accounts and things like that. What's been the most challenging in in moving from individual contributor to that leader role? Yeah, so moving from an individual contributor to a to a leader, it it's time management and it has mm-hmm. been one of the one of the most difficult things for me. Where you know I sat at the help desk, a ticket came in, I worked it. That that was the 
that was the process. I had things come in that told me what to do. Here, I have to know what I'm going to do for the day, who I'm going to talk to, service, if I need to go out to a customer. I have to put that all together. So time management's been a huge struggle for me. I'm still getting there. Not the best yet, but I've come up with solutions. I've talked to other leaders and what they do. And I'm trying to use what they do and see if it fits. And another thing is confidence. I was, I've, 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 I've usually been a confident person, but um, I, I get in my head sometimes and getting into a sales role is a little, little out of my comfort zone. And so being confident with talking about the products that we'd sell, the services that we offer. And that, that's, that's been the struggle for right now. But like I said before, talking with Chris, telling him, where can I improve? He tells me these things. And he also walks me through getting past these, these uh, confidence issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and we, we do talk about that on our podcast as well. So confidence is, is kind of a tricky thing. So with competence, when you're competent in something, that will drive confidence. And it's hard to drive that competence when you're, when you're stressed out, when you're challenged, when time management is an issue. Um, it's hard to build that competence, um, but over time, you know, you will, uh, as long as you're, you know, you keep a positive attitude and you keep working on it and, and that kind of thing. And, and then I think what you said there, as far as reaching out to Chris and asking his opinion, I think that's genius because um, you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. leaning on the people who are experiencing these things in your life, that will give you that little bit of extra knowledge and you can lean on their experience a bit to help you grow in your competence level and ultimately, you know, improve your confidence overall. So it's cool that you're doing that. What about the stress? So that's interesting how you brought that up. So, so how do you handle the stress of a new role? The stress is something I've, I've tried to master (laughs) handling stress. (laughs) And, um, with me, it's, it's taking a break, taking a step back. It's, it's like, if you're playing basketball and you're trying to get good at three pointers, but you miss six in a row and you're just about to throw the ball at the hoop just because you're so mad, <laughs> but you take a step back, take a breather and take five minutes. Just, just calm yourself, center yourself. And that that's one thing I, I try to implement. Uh, five minutes isn't going to kill you or anyone. It's, it's going to prevent that. Honestly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's that's one of the things that handling my stress is just taking a step back, taking a breather, and then um, figuring out what what is the cause of it. Is it my lack of knowledge? Is it complacency that I've put myself in and I didn't realize it? And those factors that I that I look for can also help me relieve that stress because once I, if I find that I am being complacent, I, I knock it off. You you cannot do that. Yeah, that's great that you have that self-awareness to be able to look at your own behaviors, um, you know, if you're being complacent or or even if you're just going through that stress to be able to say, okay, I just need to take a step away. I need to, you know, take a break. Um, mm-hmm. I need to refocus. I, I think that's great that you're able to do that. You know, if you feel like you are emotionally <sighs> struggling with things to change your mindset. 
So, um, you know, we have our book Gapology, but we also have a book called Imbar, which is all about identity and mindset mapping, where you develop this this map where you you can focus your mindset on the things that are going to drive the the important behaviors that will produce the actions and the results in your life. So, you know, stepping outside of that stressful situation, you're really tapping into your mindset. That's that's a tough thing. Uh, you know, I think a lot of leaders they struggle with that. Mm -hmm. um, and individual contributors moving into a leadership role where you're not experienced with managing that stress, those obstacles in your life. If you're not used to that, again, you don't have the competence in how to handle it. So I think that is great advice. Just taking a step away, take five minutes, just decompress a bit and then retackle it. Um, mm. I, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and one thing to add on to that, my our, our technology director, he's he's great, great person. And he he says it probably once or twice a month to just go outside, walk for about 10 to 15 minutes, get some sun and come back. And you it's you're not going to get in trouble for for getting some energy back. And yeah. if you feel <laughs> down or you're stressed, walk, take a walk, get some sun, yeah. get some vitamin D. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, so much in this world, we get so focused on kind of the digital life, right? So our computers and you, I mean, that's your business, um, but you get so focused on the the ones and zeros that you forget about the analog life, you know, the sun and the and the uh, clouds and the breeze outside and and that kind of stuff. You know, we're, we're organic beings. We need that in our life. Um, so I, I think that is a genius. Uh, uh, recommendation from him to just get outside. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So, so you mentioned time management. So, how do you manage your time? Do you have a some sort of process that you follow? Yes. So, I have a new thing that I've uh, I've introduced to myself, and it is a it's a task list. And um, I used to do like a prioritized list or a to-do list, but I have a time a timed track uh, task list where I get to work 7 a.m. I check through my emails, finish looking through my emails by 7:15, and then I start that next thing. the The most important thing that I need to do at 7:15, I need to start it. And then I have it clocked out. It gets me on the right track. Okay, I finished checking my emails at 7:20 whatever. I'm going to move on. I need to set up a computer. I'm going to do that. It's, it's eight o'clock now. I got the computer set up. Let's go on to the next thing. That's that's what I've introduced to myself. And it's actually helped a lot more than just my regular to-do list. I have my top five priorities in that to-do list, but it's also on the time tracker. Oh, nice. I love that. So making sure that you have your top you know, three to five things is what we always recommend. So having your top five, that's fantastic. And what I loved what you said there is that you start with the most important thing. Often, I mean, we encounter this all the time at Capology, where people procrastinate the most important thing. Because typically the most important thing is going to take the most work. It's going to be the hardest. It might be the most stressful thing. Um, but what I found over time is that if you put that on your calendar first thing in the morning, when you're fresh, you have fresh energy, you can knock that out. And then that's not going to be hanging over your head all day long. So I love that you're doing that. Um, I didn't know you're doing that. That's, that's really terrific. Uh, that's a great time management tip, putting your most important things up front, getting those things on your calendar. 
And then you can kind of fill in your time around that with the other things, but um, at least then it's on your calendar and you're going to block that time for them. Exactly. And, and like you said, the number one thing is always most stressful and you're right. It is. But, but in my mind, it's like the final boss. If I can knock out the final boss or beat the final boss, then everything else is cake. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right, great. Um, so let me just ask, you know, so how's all of this um, impacted your personal life? I know you've had some good success at work. Um, and oftentimes what we see with uh, new leaders, emerging leaders, um, is that they prioritize work over their personal life. And sometimes your personal life takes a hit. So how has all of this impacted your personal life overall? That's a very good question. And to be honest, in the beginning, it definitely did take an impact on my personal life. I was so focused on being the account manager, being a leader and doing good for, for myself to keep my career. And I'd come home later and later each night and it, it got to a point where, why, why am I doing this? This can wait till tomorrow. Is this really that important? I'm setting up a, a computer that's not due till next week. Why am I wasting my time doing it today when I can do it during the day tomorrow and be able to get home to my girlfriend at the time and my fiance? Yeah. I, you know, prioritization is critical. Although so often I hear leaders say, you know, leave your personal life at the door. And I don't believe in that at all. I think, I think we do need to be focused on our jobs. Absolutely. Um, but we're holistic people. So we really can't completely separate the rest of our life from our jobs. It's very, very difficult to do that. And if you do that, it usually does take a toll somewhere along the line, either at work or at home. So it's great that you've recognized that the end of the day does come every day. <laughs> and there will always be a tomorrow, right? Oh, so, yeah. So figure out what absolutely has to be done today. Again, like you said before, prioritizing those things, get those things knocked out. The other things, you know, if you can move that into the next day, into tomorrow, you know, doing that will help to, I guess, maximize your work day and maximize your, your non-work day um, the best that you can. Because the toll it does take on the other people in your life, uh, sometimes that can be a pretty rough thing. So being able to prioritize those things, separating out the things that really matter does really help overall, you know, just balance your life. You know, people always talk about work-life balance or work-life integration. That's a new thing I heard <laughs> where, you know, we're, we're blending our lives together, especially for those of us who work from home. It's not really a balance. It's an integration. So, you know, I think the, the key to it is what you said before, though, about balancing your time around the things that are the most important. So um, I love that you've already recognized that and, and made those kind of course corrections. I think that'll definitely help. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I know you you listen to the podcast. Um, I know you've read the book and all that. So just kind of uh, from a Gapology standpoint, I don't know what elements from Gapology have been important to you that have worked for you. Is there anything that stands out? So one, one of the things that is most important to me is the knowledge gap where it's what can I do more to improve myself, to fill these gaps. So I don't have to stop, go ask my manager about this and waste his time and my time and the customer's time. And then 
asking questions, getting that, that knowledge that they have, the leaders have, and putting it in your own brain, picking their brain in a sense. That that's one thing that I, I believe is, is key. But another thing is communication. Uh, and speaking of key, communication is key. And uh, that's one thing I pushed for our team where we had struggles with, we were, we were failing on getting computers set up, getting uh, licenses applied to people's accounts because one person heard about it. The, the person was asked to do this, but they were too busy and they didn't communicate to someone else who had more time. And I, I pushed for communication, even if someone doesn't have the, the, the amount of knowledge for it. It's a, it's a new person. They're told to do this. They need to ask the questions, talk to us. And, and every, everyone on a team will be able to help you. And that's, that's the biggest thing in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are two really, really important things. So the knowledge gap, a lot of times leaders think about knowledge gaps within the, their team, but they don't always consider their own knowledge gaps. When you have a knowledge gap yourself, that will impact everyone that you lead, everyone that you're uh, working with, all of your peers, it will impact all of them. Um, so you know, closing your own knowledge gap, I think that should take priority over, you know, a lot of other things. Um, but I really love what you said about communication. You know, if you're not good at communicating, you're going to struggle with all elements of leadership, all elements of gapology you're going to struggle with. Communication to me is, is probably the most important skill that a leader can have. And if you need to develop that, um, I, I I really recommend that you you know seek opportunities to do so. You know, reach out to people who are great communicators, people who are structured and formal in their communication methods. Um, take classes, whatever you need to do. I think communication. If you can get really good at that, you're gonna have a, a good, successful, long career. So so it's 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 really amazing that you've identified those two things and there's many other things within gapology certainly but those are two really fundamental foundational things that if you can can get good at you're really going to have a lot of great success. So that's Definitely. cool. Um so so let's just kind of wrap this up. I just kind of want to give you an opportunity to leave any last tips you might have, recommendations for other emerging leaders like yourself out there. Um, and also uh, what I'd like you to do is think about it through their lens, but also through the lens of maybe a senior leader who is leading a team that has an emerging leader on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing for me to give to, to the emerging leaders is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's the one thing the Marine Corps drilled into me and learn to, to open up. Like, like we just talked about with communication, if you're struggling, that's okay. You're an emerging leader. You have been given this opportunity and put down the pride, tell your manager, Hey, I'm, I'm stuck here. Help me out. And th that's, that's why they're there. That's why they're your leader for, for the senior leaders. Listen to them. That's, that's one thing that Chris, my chief, chief technology officer, he did for me was he, he listened, he was fair and he listened and he gave me opportunities and mentorship. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's really a key. Um, you know, one of the root solutions under the knowledge gap is teaching. 
And oftentimes leaders forget about that. They, they do the training, but they don't always do the teaching, which is really that mentorship, the coaching, that support, those additional pieces that people need, especially as they're learning a new role. Um, and it's great that, that Chris, you know, is willing to listen and, and react and, and support you. Uh, you know, not all leaders do that. I think that's pretty fantastic for him to, to do that. So, so that's cool. So great. So I, I love both of those words of wisdom, words of advice. Um, I think those are great. Thank you. Yeah. I, I believe it's something that's helped me out. And so I, I spread the wealth. <laughs> yep. Yep. Be, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Love that. So, well, Hey, Jonas, uh, I, I don't want to take up all your nights. So I do want to thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, dad. I've, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor and <laughs> thank you so much for having me here. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, you take care. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye. All right. That'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, Imbar, or Speed of Purpose, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.